Welcome to episode 242 of Coffee Pods and Wads. Um, I am for a good one today. Jason Daniel, founder of LSKD, is on. Um, LSKD derived from the original name of Loose Kid um, Industries. So if you want to feel loose and have energy, the energy of a child, as well as pres- presumably their reckless abandon, um, you can try a can of rain before your next workout. Rain Body Fuel is the fitness-focused drink, and it's pretty good. Uh, Whoop are offering you a discount and a free 4.0. If you go to join.whoop.com forward slash CPW. And if you're already a member, you can go to com hyphen CPW365. Enter that into the communities page and you'll be entered into the community where you can compare your resting heart rate, your variability, your recovery, your strain, and heaps of other stuff as you aim to improve uh, your recovery with the best recovery coach that there is. Uh, Rad blitzed their last launch. I missed out because I went back for a pair of socks like a chump. Uh, Rad-global.com to subscribe to their listing to keep up to date on future launches. Um, Fitter are endeavoring to improve the coach and client experience until it just cannot be beaten and pretty close and um, they've got crews like hwpo the program and um, they're already on board as well as heaps of other major training houses um, and some smaller group coaches too so if you want to make your service as user-friendly as possible you can go to get.fitter.training and thank me later uh, foodspring are offering you some money off if you use foodspring22 on foodspring.co.uk and um, they have honestly and i mean this the nicest protein bars i've ever had um, and some clear and non-creamy uh tasty lemon protein thing too which kind of sounds unusual but it actually tastes amazing so it's not like thick or creamy it's like lemonade but it's nice if you try it um like i said today's guest is the founder of lskd jason daniel um this guy started the brand when he was like 14 um and still in school and he ran it as a side gig he did it for love and passion and grew it into just a behemoth um in the functional fitness and streetwear clothing industry and now they're making moves into crossfit we chat about the brand and its origins as well as the athletes they're choosing to work with and how they plan on supporting crossfit and other functional fitness movements and grow their brand Uh, enjoy listen share and tag so thanks uh for coming on it's great to get to talk to you um we'll get in we'll get into all the the brand and everything else later on um but anytime i have anyone on from australia i always uh want to talk about coffee first because i think it's (laughs) there's certain things in life are just unfair and i think the amount of good coffee that's in australia is one of those things for the rest of the world are like oh yeah that's fine you just have amazing coffee and like petrol stations and whatever else and like we have like really niche shops that have it um is it brisbane you're based in yeah yeah i'm uh i'm in uh daisy hill and logan um so it's between brisbane and the gold coast so our office in logan but um yeah we have an amazing coffee shop saint coco actually just around the corner from my house so i actually buy their coffee bean as well so yeah i normally make a coffee about 5am in the morning and uh, I use their bean as well. So we're very lucky with coffee. Um, yeah, I was just in America recently for the CrossFit Games and uh, yeah, the coffee's different. Um, compared yeah. to Australia. I don't know why we're so lucky in Australia there with coffee, but, um, and then we actually have a, we have a cafe, uh, like pop-up coffee van that's permanently at our office as well. So oh, on the way cool. you get into the office, you can get a coffee in the morning. So yeah, we're, um, we're very spoiled you're, with that. You're nicely buzzed by the time you sit down, so. At, between home and then outside your door um so you have a coffee at five o'clock in the morning what time do you get up at uh i i normally get up lately i've been getting up at 4 a.m um why and then <laughs> i yeah 
I like to get up early and start the day. I mean, coming from being a, uh, I, you know, I used to be a carpenter, so I used to be a tradesman. Um, okay. I'm used to getting up early, but yeah, I like to get up early. I, I kind of get up and then make a coffee and then stretch and I'll listen to a book or, or read a book and kind of just try to learn uh, in the morning. And then lately I've been training at about 5.30. So whether I'm running, because um, I recently did a marathon or training in the gym. I mean, today was different. Today I ran 10K this morning and then we had a lunchtime session at the office uh, at our gym upstairs. So I got to train twice today, which is good. It doesn't happen very often, but Tuesday, Thursday, I can normally get a double session in. So um, yeah, so I start my day pretty early actually. Have you got kids? Yeah, two young kids. Yeah. What age are they? Uh, so four, a four-year-old and a one and a half. So oh, okay. it's, uh, I'm in the thick of it. So that's why I try to get up early. Unless they've had a rough night's sleep, it, you know, then I may not be up at four. But yeah, I try to, you know, six hours is enough. Um, but um, yeah, and then I come home and I'm, I can spend time with the kids before heading to the office. So, but I try to get up before they are up because then I can't, you know, read a book yeah. and, and learn. Is that is that a, is it a girl and a boy? Have you a mix or have you two boys or what? Ah, uh, yeah, boys Hendrix and then a little girl Freya. So, oh Freya, Freya's yeah. a nice name. I'm not, there's nothing wrong yeah. with Hendrix, but just uh, we were actually talking about the name Freya yesterday. That's why I zoned in on that one. Yeah, um, it's a very, it's a very it's not a very common name, uh, actually. We heard it when we were away on holidays a couple of years ago. Well, that's a beautiful name, and then uh, yeah. So that's the name. Naming. I think like is that. it like is it like Scandinavian or like Celtic or something? I think I'm not sure. I, I can't no remember. Idea. Is Hendrix after like is Hendrix after like Jimmy or is it separate? It actually, actually, is it? I don't know where my wife and I. She had a bunch of names. Uh, my wife Ali and. Uh, Actually, don't. I mean, when he was born, I was like, "Yeah, it's." If we had a couple of names. I can't remember the other one, but when he was born, I'm like, "Yeah, he's Hendrix." Yeah. Um, but it actually didn't come from Jimi Hendrix, so I don't. I don't know where it came from. We just like the name. I think it was yeah. kind of unique. We just we just like he feels like a Hendrix. Yeah, I'm annoyed at myself for asking that because it's you're you're never right when you say, "Oh, is it after such and such?" And it's always like, "No," <laughs> and like yeah, we had. Random. I can't remember to be honest. My yeah, wife my... had a list. And then we were looking through and she, she kind of was, she was a lot more organized than me in that. Yeah. We had, so we had a, we had a boy like just coming up, he'd be a year old, like next week. And, oh, um, congrats. How sweet. Um, yeah, like it was really shit for a long time. And then we, uh, <laughs> we actually decided to sleep train him. So like we have a two year old, like a two and a half year old. So I think for the first, like, the first couple of months you're just getting through it you're just like oh just whatever whatever works to like for everyone to try and sleep but then i think after that we were so afraid of her waking up that we just ruined him so like my wife was like sleeping at a 45 degree angle like just like he was sleeping on her it was like oh he won't sleep in the cot so i guess he'll just sleep on me and it was like whatever it took to keep slowing asleep because if she woke up it just wasn't worth it um and then eventually we just kind of said like look this isn't like sustainable we need to actually sleep train him like he needs to be able to fall asleep himself he needs to have his own room um so yeah, yeah we kind of we prepped her by being like now like boy he's gonna be upset tonight but he's just learning how to sleep and she was totally fine with it like she never complained or anything which is great um so it was going really well and then they both got uh so sloan got croup I, have you got croup do you call it croup it's like an upper yeah, respiratory yeah. Um, yeah yeah yeah, group. yeah so my, she want to get sick every two weeks at the moment so we get a little break and then it's back on again so yeah we're winter we, right we've, now so we've been really on. lucky like 
the, so neither of them have ever, um, no, neither of them have ever been to the GP for like, or to the doctor for like, oh, I'm sick. It's been like, oh, they've got a weird thing on their hand or, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, so she was sick, but she had to go to A&E because um, her temperature was like crazy. And they put her on steroids and stuff. And then we came home and then I said, uh, I said to my wife, well, I suppose the only good thing is it's not infectious. And she was like, oh, no, it is infectious. And I was like, oh, OK. So then like naturally enough, two days later, Bodhi gets sick and it's just like, oh, fuck. Um, thankfully, they didn't cross over too much. So there's there's only a little crossover, which is good. Um, and she's been asleep. It's coming up on half seven in the morning here, and she's been asleep since half five yes evening. Um, so she's like hopefully on the mend. But yeah, with with his name, so we call him Bodhi. And straight away after people heard his name, I got loads of messages or loads of people saying like, "Oh, after Point Break," and it's like I don't get it. I don't get the reference. They're like Bodhi and Point Break, and I'm like I've never seen Point Break. So we yeah, watched Point Break, and there is a guy called Bodie in it, um, but he's like the bad guy. And I was like, why would you name your kid after the bad guy in a film? Like, I was like, it's just, it would just be weird. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, what's your man's name? Patrick Swayze, isn't it? Yeah, it's his character. Uh, it was a good movie, actually. Yeah, uh, it's a bit, uh, it's like early Keanu Reeves, so it's a bit overacted. You know, it's a bit like... Oh, everyone just needs yeah. to calm down a little bit like you know it's just there's a lot of like shouting and you know it's just kind of like just just tone it in a little bit like um <laughs> yeah you've you've a one and a half year old and you ran a marathon recently how long were you training for the marathon oh i i mean i did it unofficial last year in july so the gc marathon happens around july 3rd every year and i was preparing for it last year and the first goal was a three hour 30 and uh, they actually canceled it a week out with COVID. So we actually still ran that unofficial last year. And I got a, I actually got three hours 29, which I was stoked. And then the issue was like, okay, cool. Let's see if we can get like, you know, closer to three hours. And then I set the goal for three hours, 10. Um, so I started training for maybe February, March leading into July, but kind of up my kilometers you know, like the month of June, I ran 250 kilometers just before it. And the month before that was about 230 kilometers. Um, and then just did like long run Sundays and a bunch of kind of like speed sessions and slower runs, kind of 80% of the training was slower. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I ended up, I ended up finishing it at three hours, seven, 19. So I was, wow. it was, it was a, it was an experience to be honest, because a few of the boys uh, that I ran with, they all went out about 15 seconds a K quicker than me. And I decided to stay with a three hour 10 pacer. And I actually met a guy on the run that I hadn't seen in a long time. And, and he'd run under a three hour, like eight years before that. So I ended up and, and realizing his trainer is like an ex pro athlete that's done like two hour 10. And I'm like, I'm sticking with you, bro. I'm like, my heart rate's rolling hot at the start of the run. And, and the other boys, like four of them went off hot like 15 seconds a day quicker and at the 16k the 24k the 28k and like the 39k i ended up passing them all because I, we all trained together but we trained at a certain pace yeah and that 32k mark and that 38k mark wall is real so it was it was a it was a, it was a real eye-opener uh i had to take a salt tablet with like two k's to go because i nearly cramped and i could wow. see it was like bodies all over the road and i'm like this is crazy like i can see why people just drop um yeah. you know 42k mark you know they didn't even make it so yeah it was it was it, it was an experience it was it, was, it, it gets like a, it's almost like an emotional run on a marathon because there's so many different things that happen it was weird and yeah it was fun and now i'm back training in the gym because i want to i want to go out of three next year but i want to keep training in the gym and 
doing both. So, and then I'm doing a cycle leg of the Noosa triathlon coming up. So I'm trying to get some cycling in as well. <laughs> Just That's trying right. to do a bit of everything. And are they the only two marathons you've run? Yeah, I've done maybe, I mean, I've done like some halves. I've probably done okay. maybe a, a halves if I was doing training. I used to do like say 32 to 36K on a Sunday. Um, but I've done a couple of half, like one half race. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of running, man. It was, uh, you know, this, yeah. Lucky had some a cool crew to run with, um, and and one of the guys here, uh, head of content, Matt Kirby, he he did the marathon as well. So we got to train together a lot. So we we're kind of talking about the brand, and you know, just yeah, you're running for like three hours, two and a half to three hours on a Sunday morning. Uh, my yeah. wife was happy when I was finished because uh, you know, yeah, I Sunday bet. morning, yeah. the kids helping. Yeah, I like I so I I wanted to run a half marathon this year, and I don't run. I fucking abhor running i just i can't stand it um but i actually got to like as i was training for it i was like oh it's actually like it's okay like at the start like you know you're saying the guys are not too hot like my like i i only have one pace like it's just like whether i'm running 600 meters 400 meters or 10k it's like just go and then i don't even think and i've heard like hinshaw talk about like oh you need to be breathing out on this step and i'm like how can you possibly think about that when you're running i just like it's just like don't stop is all that's going through my head um but yeah i got injured no i got injured uh so i was i was supposed to do a half marathon on st patrick's day and i got covid like two days before no i would have been cleared to run it so the day that the marathon half marathon was on was like oh i'm okay i'm okay to re-enter society or whatever um but i got like bronchitis like just towards the end so i couldn't breathe i was fucked um and then i was like okay i'll ramp back up i'll do i'll do running over the summer because that'd be nice um because summer here obviously and then i got like i had like a knot in my groin and i was like oh it's really sore like and like when i think back about it now so i was at strength and depth and i was using like a massage gun there was like an athlete area and i had like a coach's wristband so i got in there and I got a massage gun and I was like pummeling my groin with the massage gun. And I was like, oh my God, it's such a, like, it's so, it's, it's painful, but I feel like it's relief pain. And then I like looked up and locked eyes with like Jamie Simmons, <laughs> who was also in there. And she was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, but <laughs> yeah, it turned out. So I was like, this doesn't, like, it's starting to not feel like a knot. Like it's starting to not feel like it's being helped. So I was talking to a physio um and he was like oh yeah it sounds like it might be your hip like you know that it's causing it like it's just causing tightness whatever so he was like it could be a hernia though like the way that you're describing it sounds like it could be a hernia but if you think it's a knot it could be coming from your hip so i went and got an ultrasound and i got a ct scan um my father-in-law is a radiologist so he just kind of brought me in the back door uh no no hernia on either so then this physio was like it really sounds like you're describing a hernia like everything you're describing is hernia um but and i should like was like there's no there's nothing coming up so got an mri and sure enough there is a hernia um so what i was doing at strength and depth was pummeling a hernia with, with a massage gun. so i was actually massage gunning my intestines being like oh this is sore but i feel like it might pay off in the long run no oh that's wild that's yeah. wild that's yeah insane. so it actually Make to be honest i think yeah well i think it was kind of latent i think it was just kind of like about to happen for a lot of the time because i remember sneezing coming home from work one day and i almost crashed the fucking car i was like this that was the worst pain i've ever felt so i feel like that must have been like 
just the hernia just going like hello like by like popping his head out or whatever running is a journey I, I think like i did my first half in 2019 and have slowly but like in between done other events i got to do a, like a i did a, my first four olympic try at the start of the year and during covid did like a bit of a powerlifting set like i kind of just just do a bit of everything to but um yeah i've kind of slowly tried to keep consistent with running um but it's a journey i had itb issues at the start and had to learn mm-hmm. to strip, like stretch my hip flexors and quads and no, I, I think it's because it, it's it's something that you just go like you just, like you kind of have it in your head that you can just pull on your shoes and go whereas if you're doing like back squats you'd be like oh i better stretch i better warm up or whatever whereas it's like running it's like oh i'll just warm up in the first kilometer or i'll just take it easy whatever and you just it's like, like your hips better fall off you know? yeah so, everything just gets sore and tight and you just end up like shriveling down yeah, I, was, like, I, was this, I was running this this lady and, and i'm talking to her we're about 14 kilometers in and I'm like, oh, we just started chatting on the run, and uh, and she's like, oh yeah, I, I do, I do um, Ironmans, and I'm like, oh, that's wild, you know, it takes nine, ten hour days. She's like, marathons are harder. And I was like, you're right. kidding? She's like, yeah, you can, you know, you can. It's all about the long distance of it. It's you, you know, you're nonstop on a marathon, and the pace is obviously a lot quicker. And then I saw her at the end of the run, and she's getting stretched off. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it was uh, it was an experience. So she got stretched off. She, I think she blew out her ankle. Um, but yeah, she's telling me that and I'm on my first marathon race going, oh, thanks, it's 13Ks in or whatever. And you're telling me it's harder than an Ironman. Like, this is great for the mindset. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it is. It, it's it's monotonous. I think you need, you need to be a certain kind of person, I think, or you need to have a certain kind of mentality. And I suppose it's something I found that um, at the start, I just hated it so much. And I think the, the stretch ahead of me, like every time I set off running, so it's getting longer and longer. Like I started off running like 3K and then like longer and longer each week. Um, and I was doing like it's like a it's it's loose calling it a speed session because I'm not quick. But I was doing like a speed session on the weekends and stuff. And I remember being on like, say, the 3K run and all I could think about was the 12K, like in like whatever, five, four weeks or whatever. All I could think about was like, oh, fuck, if this feels like this, what's the 10K going to feel or like? Or I'd be running yeah. 10K and then I'd be like, oh, geez, if this feels like this, what's the 75-minute run next week going to feel like? Or like, And that was all I could think about. But then the further in you get, the less that happens and the more, like, it, you, I think you build up your mindset at the same time as getting your running legs going. Yeah, I think running is one of the most brutal sports with that because you just, every K is hard. And no matter yeah. what you're, like, now I've finished a marathon, I've only been doing 10K, but if I had to go do 15K tomorrow, it'll be hard because I'm, I'm back into it just to running a 10k, you know, like four times a week and, you know, just, just trying to stay fit. It, it's, it's, yeah, running is the, it's such a mental game running. I, I mean, I don't it's, run it's, by myself much. It's so like easy to, to stop. It's so easy to, like, it's the easiest thing in the world to just like stand still. Like it's so yeah, you like everything else. Like you can just like coast down a hill where running yeah. is like, no, 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 keep moving. But even if you're if you're cycling, you physically have to stop and get off. The, like it's it takes effort to stop and get off the bike. Or like if you're yeah. doing CrossFit or something, you have to like let go of the bar and walk. Like whereas if it's like running, you can literally just stop running, or you can just run slower. And then it's the thing as well where you know the slower you run, the longer it's gonna last. So it's yeah. like uh, even if I slow down a little bit, I'm just prolonging my agony. Like I just need to keep going. Um, I listened, so I listened to you on a couple of podcasts. Um, um, you did one recently enough, and oh my god, I can't remember the name of it. It was a, there was a, it was a female. 
presenter. Say again? Oh, it's Toby Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I listened to you on that, and I was curious, like I've seen some clips. Um, you have a couple of clips on your Instagram and stuff from other shows that you've done of like, you know, the reels with the the uh, words coming up on the screen and stuff. Like when you're asked to do a podcast, so obviously um, like LSKD is like, it's like, it's like an inspiring story. Like when you hear, when you hear, when you know the whole story, it's kind of like, wow, that's actually really cool. Um, and then you're like the CEO. So you're like, you founded it, you're the CEO, you do interviews. Is there, is there like a, uh, do you feel a pressure to be like inspiring or a pressure to be like, oh, I need to, I need to get a sound bite out. Or is there a pressure to be like, oh shit, I better say something good. Um, that like resonates with people or people will think I'm shit. Like, or people will think that I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've actually never thought of it like that. You know what's funny on those sound bites? I never go back and watch them. Like I don't, I don't, I actually don't go back and listen to the podcast. I'm like, if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. But yeah, you know what's funny? I mean, I think over the journey, you know, what, what am I? 35 now, and I think you know, I started really getting into books and learning when I was 30. So it wasn't that long ago. And I, I think like someone said to me on the weekend, it's like this thing called you know imposter syndrome. You know, you, yeah. And I don't know. What's been interesting is when we transitioned to LSKD in 2018 and really try to find what our why was and, you know, what I was passionate about doing, I just kind of went, you know what, I'm just going to be me. Like, I don't need to, like, it, it's me. Like, if, you know, I'm just going to be authentic. I'm going to, you know, share the story to the team. Like, we're going to rebuild this brand with a purpose of a set of mission. It was a mission first before the values were created, but what's our, like, you know, why do I come to work every day? And when we started to, and the team, we had about a team of 12 when we were rebuilding it, you know, kind of from transition from LK to LSKD, I just kind of made this decision that I wanted to be authentic. But I think when you first start out doing an interview, you feel like you have to be like, you know, really inspiring or do this. And I'm like, you know what, like, I'm just going to be me. Like, I, I you know, I, I don't really kind of not so much care, but if I'm authentic, it's real. And how I am at home to how I am at the office to how I am in an interview. That's me. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, you know, I'm learning on the journey. Like, and if something good comes of it, you know, that's amazing in terms of great sound bites. But I, th I think what I'm learning now is I love to talk. I talk probably way too much. And, and to be honest, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I, I listen to, you know, lots of podcasts. I listen to lots of books and, you know, I want to learn. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm very lucky to be a part of this journey and the growth our brands on and the team. So hopefully I can give value to the community that's listening because I wanted to get that. I want to, I, I love getting value when I'm listening. So I do hope I can give value in that perspective because, you know, I've got so much value from my learnings. How do I pass it on? But mm. yeah, I, I don't really think of it like that. I think, you know, we, we, we're really passionate about sharing the story because it, it, it is wild to think that it's, you know, I was a teenager when the nickname came about, you know, when the word loose kid came about as a high school nickname, riding BMX, you know, I was the kid that would give everything a go and just wanted to be, you know, really wanted to be good at something and then wanted to be a pro motocross athlete. It's this, it was this genuine story that we, you know, all, all the things we did to lead up into to creating what LSKD is today is a reflection of not only my, not so much my childhood, but there's so many other people that align to the mission and values in the community that, you know, that feel in the same way, I suppose. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. It's a great question. I've never thought about it like that, to be honest. Um, Cause I don't know. I don't know. Go back and listen to them. I, I do ask the team uh, a lot to like, give me feedback. So after I made your podcast or, you know, I, I was lucky enough to do a speech on Sunday in front of around 250 uh, people and, 
couple of the team came along and I asked them to give me feedback because I do want to improve um, because I did go to Toastmasters for two years to learn how to public speak and kind of had this feeling maybe one day if the brand did grow, I would have this opportunity to do this more. So, you know, but I do, I, I do spend a lot of time in the office with the team working, you know, I, you know, if to me, it's like do as much as I can with the team to learn and grow with and, and grow on what we're working on. So I do this, but I'm also really focused on the inside of the brand so much more probably than doing this side of things as well. But then hmm. finding that balance, I suppose. Um, so you mentioned there that I suppose this all started when you were like whatever, 13, 14. Um, and then you also mentioned motocross. Is that, that's basically like, they're like scrambler bikes basically, is it? Yeah. So the, uh, motocross was like kind of, I raced, a. or well, by the time I finished racing, I was racing an RMZ 250 and 450. So it's a like motocross and supercross. So, okay. um, do you know, there's a, they have like a series in America with the AMA supercross. Um, and we used to sponsor a lot of athletes then. Um, and it's funny, I know a lot of athletes that used to race that have now gone on to doing CrossFit or marathon. So they've found like, you know, a friend of mine I used to race with has now got a franchise called FitStop with like close to 100 locations. So, wow. which is a functional fitness um, location uh, franchise. So, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of um, motocross bikes. So I think maybe they call them scramblers. Um, it's basically like, know, but... it's like a mud track with like, you know, like. Oh, you know, it, yeah, it's kind of like a motocross track where it's, it might take like three minutes to do a lap around the track. Okay. Um, and we would do say like a 20 minute to 30 minute race. So you'd have okay. like 40 bikes on the line, the gate would drop and 40 bikes are trying to get to this tiny turn. Uh, I used to get run over by bikes every now and then and break, <laughs> broken quite a few bones uh, over the years, lots. Um, what so, what yeah. did you like about it? Was it like the adrenaline or the was it that kind of panic? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's an adrenaline rush. Like you're going like, you know, you can be traveling like 70, 80, kilometers an hour down a straight you know like really fast into a turn and you're racing someone so there's like there could be three of you battling together for one turn and then you're going over jumps and and you're doing this for like 20 minutes straight and in a motocross race like they call them braking bumps so you can get a lot of like you know you got suspension but the bumps are that brutal that all of a sudden your arms pump up and they call it arm pump so you can't hang on to the handlebars your heart rate's rolling like you know your heart rate's rolling at max and you're you're trying to race for 20 minutes and still hang on to the handlebars and the throttle and uh yeah it, it can be brutal but yeah it's the adrenaline i mean it's fun i mean i, I mean I, I loved it i did it for 10 plus years and loved it and i had a lot of friends that traveled you know all over the world for racing and i never made it to that level but yeah it was fun and i had a lot of sponsors i was really lucky to get a lot of sponsors and that really kind of i learned a lot from those days to what we do today as well and how to look after sponsors and you know you know give them value and you know really work with them because you know i was a apprentice carpenter on 240 a week trying to race dirt bikes uh and it's an expensive sport so but the adrenaline rush and i think that's why i do marathons and like do different events whether it's a triathlon a marathon um i really wanted to do the turf games but uh, we open our store in in uh, melbourne that weekend but you know it, doing events and things like that kind of it challenges the mind it, it pushes boundaries you know like you're putting yourself in that kind of hurt locker which was kind of like motocross days but yeah i, I broke a lot of bones in motocross and, and had a lot of injuries and friends in wheelchairs and doing marathons and different sports is a little bit safer, but it puts you yeah. through that kind of hurt locker as well that maybe I just enjoy. Um, 
Yeah, well, ask, yeah. ask that woman that was carried off on a stretcher with her ankle if it's if it's safer or not. She might disagree. Um, <laughs> when so you said you're, you're an apprentice carpenter, um, so you, you actually put up a reel went up. Uh, you've two pages. So you've like LSKD and then you've LSKD HQ. I think it was on the HQ one that it was like um, our teenage dirtbag years, and it was like oh. like it must be funny looking back at that. I, to be honest, I had no idea they were doing that, the team. And I saw that yesterday because I was, I was in Sydney for the day. And, uh, yeah, they just they found all these photos of me um, and made that real. I was like, oh, my God, what did they I, do? But, like, I've seen – so like, I've, uh, I follow, like, Vicky and, like, uh, I'm, like, friends with Brandon Swan. And, you know, like, I've seen, yeah, yeah, I've seen like, clips – of, or even like on Mike's uh, story, sometimes he left something up uh, of like HQ. And like, so I've seen people put up pictures of a gym and I'd be like, oh, that's a cool gym. And then I'd be like, no, that's the, that must be in the place. Like, you know, you're trying to figure out like where stuff is by for, through snippets. And like, so you've got like a, like a good ridiculously gym, yeah. good gym. Then you've got like this cool like office space or whatever. You've got like a brand that's like, it's gone global the sponsored athletes and stuff and you've got athletes in america you've got athletes like just all over the place and you've got like brand recognition now kind of like just seeping out into general consciousness i suppose and you've like bridged the gap between these different sports where you've got like you mentioned that you were working with motocross athletes now you've got crossfit athletes and you've got like um you know like functional fitness people and you've got like just a, a range of different people and then when you see that and how like what would you call it like how boutique it is i guess and how like uh how clean like the gym is and stuff and how clean the office is and then you see this like pop-up tent on, like with like t-shirts on hangers and stuff from like when you started <laughs> like it's it's crazy it's crazy yeah. how far it's come and to be honest yesterday was cool to see because i mean i don't share probably enough of that stuff that you know, where, how grassroots we started as a brand, you know, we used to sell at the motorbike tracks and, you know, we, you know, some of those photos were, that was me when I was like 15 racing bikes, one of those photos on that reel. And, and, um, you know, I was sponsored by a beer company called Nastazura, you know, that's why I think the, I think of the shirt I was wearing on that reel, but yeah, it, it is, it's, it's, it is cool to see how far we've come. And, and, and this is, and funny enough, this is actually all before social media, you know, we were setting up at events, we were selling, you know, we had some shirts that we sell at the events and, and really didn't realize that's what kind of creating a community was back then, um, even pre-social media day. So I was kind of lucky to experience all that. And we do a lot of grassroots events and, you know, we're going to Waterpalooza, which I'm so excited about. And, 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 the, and the focus on really making sure we're in the community as well as online is a really important thing for us. And, yeah, it's interesting when you say that about, you know, how we've kind of with different our athletes and disciplines. And, and that was where kind of the mission came about to inspire people to chase the vibe through sport, fitness and adventure. And knowing that, you know, an athlete still loves doing other things and how we, you know, we're not just, you know, we don't just tie to one thing, but functional fitness and, you know, through and sport, kind of sport, fitness and adventure is really our thing. And we create sportswear with a street aesthetic and that, and, and our goal to create some, you know, the best fabrics in the world for the everyday athlete is really important to us. Um, and, you know, I was really lucky. I, I got to travel to places like China, 
you know, back in 2011 and build relationships with manufacturers over the last 10 years and learn how to develop product. And it's just, it's been this journey of like learning and understanding all the processes behind the scenes and almost getting to work in every role in the brand over the past, you know, say 10 to 15 years um, has really kind of helped to where we got to today with this, you know, we're at this new office and when we designed the office, it made it a lot easier to design it because we went back to the mission and values of what we wanted to achieve for the community. And when we, you know, when we started designing this, we actually started designing this office in, in uh, September, 2020. Uh, it just took a little bit longer to build. Uh, and we had to move out our, our warehouse a few times because we kept running out of space. So it was pretty, uh, it was pretty touch and go last year to move into this new fulfillment center. In Where, uh, um, where is your office? Cause I think, if, if the story I heard is true, it's a pretty good story. Where, where is your office? Now? Yeah. Isn't it in, isn't uh, it in like the middle of a track or where the track was or something? Oh, so our office, I used to ride dirt bikes where we are, um, where we are now actually on this land, which was not intentional, but I grew up around the corner from here in Logan. So I went to school around the corner from where our office is. And um, we actually had the opportunity to move our office here and build a place. So it was a custom design and construct building. Um, you know, and, and when I, you know, with the opportunity to move back to Logan, it kind of was cool because we could be like, hey, this is where we're from. Like the brand started and originated here. And then obviously the land, I was like, wow, I rode dirt bikes on this land when I was a kid. This is crazy. It was kind of like almost felt like fate that it was like, wow, yeah. this is kind of all, it's almost storytelling, but unintentional storytelling um, that, you know, while we're here. And then when we started designing it, um, we were like, hey, we want to, you know, let's put a retail store in because, you know, we can greet our community and we have, we actually have gyms coming all the time. So our, our, our gym on a Saturday is booked up till December for Saturday morning workouts. So we actually get local like CrossFit boxes to functional fitness gyms to F45s come in and use our space on a Saturday, which allows to give their members that experience yeah. and they can come in and shop our store. We have the coffee shop. And we really wanted to create this experience for the community, but also give gym owners and trainers that experience for their members. And if you talk about a retention for retention for them, it gives them that experience to be able to come to LSKD and train in a gym and go somewhere they've never gone before. That's, you know, we're not open to the, it's not a membership gym. Um, it was a real why behind what we did. And, uh, and then the store started going really well and we're like, wow, okay. We're, you know, we didn't expect it to, do as well as what it was going to do, which has allowed us to now go, okay, well, we're going to open another store. Uh, so we actually opened a new store in October in Chadston, which is the biggest uh, shopping center in the, in the Southern hemisphere. So uh, we're actually right next to Nike. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Khan's actually coming to the opening. So I'm pretty excited. He's, he's able to make it to the opening. Uh, we're doing something pretty funny with him. Actually, it's going to be exciting. I can't tell you yet, but it's going to be cool. Uh, uh, you can tell yeah, me if you want. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope he's going to do it first, but we're going to ask him. But yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm sure he'll do it. He's like very keen to do whatever whatever's going. I think. Um, so you, okay, so you and uh, you opened you opened a store in Melbourne as well. Is it? Did you say that? Yeah. So our yeah. So our store opening in Melbourne and Chadston. We actually have an Instagram account. Oh, that's that. the same one. Uh, so at, no, so that's our HQ. So lskd.hq is kind of like, is our HQ, but we have a store there as well. And it just gives a okay. little bit about it. We share behind the scenes here. And then our new store is in Chadston. So it's lskd.chadston. Uh, and is that, Instagram. and Chadston is in Melbourne, is it? It's in Melbourne. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm showing my that's my geographical right. ignorance to Australia. So it's it's about a, I mean, from from our office to Melbourne, it's about a, I would say a three hour flight. Um, okay. Australia's quite small in the scheme of things. Um, but yeah. have you ever been to it, Ireland? It, Ireland's quite small. <laughs> uh, haven't yet. I can drive. So uh, I can drive from the from the top of uh, Ireland to the bottom of Ireland would take about like five hours to drive. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, when I say that to people from like Texas or whatever, they're like, "What the fuck? What's wrong with your country?" So yeah, Australians are probably even more shocking. Um, We're really okay. big, it's quite small, but yeah. So it's 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 actually like another state. It's it's super exciting. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, and it's was that really was cool. that intentional? Was it intentional to like? Why did you pick there? Why not like um, you know? Why not like Sydney or why like why did you pick Melbourne and why did you pick? A shopping center and you know like i'm kind of curious about because i know i've i've heard you talk about how when you were starting out you were like going around to shops yourself and being like oh can i sell yeah. my stuff here do you want to take my stuff and and sell it or whatever so i'm just curious as to what it is about um because obviously say the hq is standalone it's on its own there's no like if someone's coming there they're coming there to go there they're like they don't accidentally come across it i guess whereas yeah the shopping centers i guess is is the idea that it's the opposite of that that you will get just random people who have never heard of it will happen to walk past and call in yeah it, a couple of things i think one was um you know, we asked a lot we have a lot of um localized athletes in melbourne um through functional fitness communities and we got their feedback and they all said chats and if you're going to open something. So there was a lot of feedback and then where our community is based in Melbourne. Um, and I mean, if it, it, from a, it's been interesting with COVID there's like main streets in COVID, sorry, main streets in Melbourne where that used to be really like a shopping district. So like Chapel street in Melbourne is kind of famous for like, you know, there's gyms on the street, but it's kind of shifted now after learning that it's not so much for shopping anymore. Offices are going in there. And a lot of like the kind of city kind of areas where we'd go on a main street has kind of, it's not as a, a thing as it used to be from what yeah. we've seen from kind of a post COVID world. So it was, it was probably one of the, it, it was more, Chadston's really, it's actually like, it's insane. It's, it's, it's a huge shopping center. They get 24 million people through there a year. And Jeez. It's insane. And it's, it's such a cool center um, and a cool space. And I, I think it was like the excitement of being able to, you know, cause they don't just let any brand in either, like to be able to be able, they want you know, it's for them to want us to be in there. And, you know, we're actually next to Nike, which is super cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it, there was a few things that had to line up, but you know, there was a lot from listening to our community and asking questions, but also being able to go there. It's like, wow, like, you know, it's, it's almost like a big, big move to be able to go into in there. Um, but we still work with so many fitness communities as well. So we go out and do events. We actually have a team, in Melbourne at the moment, like going around and doing events with local fitness communities and things like that. So, you know, we still localize ourselves, but that's our, that's kind of our hub there as well. Mm. So who knows, we may open one in Sydney as well. It's, uh, yeah. you know, but that's just the first one. Um, are you nervous about it? Like, are you nervous about opening an offsite kind of store? Is that like something that scares you? Or I guess if you like adrenaline, it's probably good. <laughs> yeah. yeah one of our values is move fast break shit so you know we're just moving <laughs> fast but yeah i mean i'm ex I, I am i'm really excited i mean you know we're not we're probably going to make some mistakes to be honest and you know there's a lot to learn in terms of 
fulfillment. You know, we, we have to ship from our HQ to store and, you know, stock replen. And if I look at Chadston, they're actually open 95 hours a week. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they're actually open till 9 p.m. Um, wow. Yeah, which is crazy. So, you know, there's a lot for us to learn. Um, we have an amazing team. I mean, you know, and, and I think that, you know, it's like anything when you're trying something new, you've got to go in with, you know, it's new and you've got to learn. Um, you know, lucky, I think the experience we're learning from our HQ store and, you know, we have a great team. We've got a new head of retail um, who's amazing, Bianca. And we're just, you know, and some of the team of, you know, quite a few of our team here have got a lot of retail experience. So that's really good. Like our, you know, yeah, quite a few actually. So it's actually kind of been great to learn from them as well. Um, am I nervous? I mean, you know, it's like doing anything new. It's uh, it's exciting. It's nervous. You're nervous. You, all of the above. It's like coming into an event, right? You kind of, you know, if you're not nervous, you kind of don't care, I suppose. Yeah. You know, feeling. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually going down there this weekend to to see it. It's all boarded up and they've started working on it. So I'm going down this weekend to see it. Um, That's cool. Check it out. Uh, and then the opening is actually on the first of October, and there's the Melbourne Marathon. So I think there's a few of us going to run the marathon the next day while we're down there. <laughs> So only the half, but not the full, but yeah, just to be a part of it. So um would you ever do that like secret boss thing? Would you ever like wear like Nike and like just walk in and browse and just see like what the experience is like from the other side in your own shop? Oh, I didn't think of that. No, I don't know. They're probably they're probably like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I just because see, you're someone that like you you strike me as kind of like unassuming. Like I feel like someone could easily like bump into you in the shop and not realize who you are. You know, you're not going around in like a suit with a briefcase or you're not like, you know, you're not like, you don't strike me as a point and shout kind of person. So I think like yeah. if, if someone was working, if I was working in the shop, if I was working in the store and you walked in, I wouldn't be like, Oh fuck, it's the owner. I just be like, Oh, who's this guy? He obviously really likes the brand. He's wearing a lot of it. He's he, I'm going to sell him oh, some true. stuff. Do you know, like, like so it'd be, it'd be pretty easy to do. Well, I'm, um, I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a part of the community too. I mean, well, I mean, I'll, I'll be I'll be going down there a lot to work with them and even even help out in store to learn. To be honest, you know, I, I, you know, you know, we we'll be flying our team up that we've recruited, you know, part of the team and our store coach, and yeah, they'll be coming up here and working in, you know, they'll they'll be working in our fulfillment center and customer support. Like they'll really get that experience. You know, I'll be working close with them because I want to learn. You know, the the best thing about our opening especially our first store um, in Melbourne and anywhere if we open the store is we get to learn from the community and get feedback and to be better. So, you know, if anything, you know, they're, they're, they're some of the most important team members on the ground because they're in front of the community every day. So I won't be hiding. I'll be, uh, they'll probably get sick of me because I'll be asking them questions, how we can be better, to be honest. Um, yeah. um, you said earlier on, so you said that in, when you changed, so you used to be like LKI. Um back like 2012 it was 2007 to well it was 2007 from yeah 2018 and i finished okay. my apprenticeship in 2010 and went full-time so okay um and did you finish your apprenticeship or leave your apprenticeship so i i was already i was already about two years into my apprenticeship um and then in 2007 i was like i want this brand to be my career um and it, so that's where it was Loose Kid, and then we we turned it to LKI, the abbreviation of Loose Kid Industries, in 20, yeah. 2007. And I actually, uh, I was actually trying to find like how to make T-shirts, and I was the shirt I was wearing on the job site was this brand called Guild, and I was like, it's a pretty good T-shirt. So I googled the place and was like, oh, cool, I, you know, we'll do a 
let's do these t-shirts. And I actually ordered a thousand. Uh, and I, I actually used my mom's credit card. She helped me out. Um, she was a legend. I paid her back, but she was a legend. And we, we bought a thousand t-shirts and I was selling them. Um, we did a bunch of prints and that's where we started from my mom's bedroom and she was shipping orders for me. And, and, you know, we were just, just kind of building the brand at events and I was driving around to retail stores. And then in 2009, I actually went part-time to finish my apprenticeship. So I actually, uh, ended up like ended up roofing and like laying roofs, uh, for six months. I kind of did a bunch of different jobs just to finish my apprenticeship. So I was working say three days on a job site and then two days LKI in 2009. And then in 2010, uh, I pulled the, I finished my apprenticeship, like literally finished my apprenticeship and said, all right, I'm not going back. I'm just going to go back to another first year apprenticeship and, and, uh, and, and do LKI full time. And, and then we moved from, uh, my mom's bedroom and pretty much the whole house. And we had three 20 foot containers, uh, at my mom's place full of stock. So then we moved that to this little, to this like kind of 450 square meter office, um, in 2010 and there was about two and a half three team members then um and to be honest I'm a lot of, yeah yeah so it was part-time uh you know we yeah we, we just, it wasn't we just, just a really short person it was like <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, but yeah God, your mom then, your mom must be so patient fucking hell i'd be like get out like i'd be like no like first get out of my room and then like get those fucking shipping containers out of here like she must be really patient yeah, she she was a legend. She loved it. I mean, yeah, she was she was cool. She 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 yeah. She she's no longer working the brand now, but she was she was a huge part of the brand in the early days and yeah. a massive help. And it was kind of fun. I mean, we we you know we would be going to the races on weekend, racing motocross, and we'd sell at the track and you know just the grassroots. And we you know it, it was fun. And 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 we were just. I didn't, and to be honest, I didn't really know why I was doing it. I was just doing it because I wanted it to be my career. Like it was never about making money. I just loved doing it. And it was, it was pre-social media, you know, it was magazines. Yeah. So I was working with magazines and I built relationships with editors of magazines and, you know, I ended up testing bikes for them and I'd have a sticker on my helmet. I mean, we don't even make stickers anymore, but I'd have a sticker on my helmet to get free branding because we didn't have enough money to do heaps of magazine ads. So we'd only be able to do maybe one every two months in a magazine um, you know, and just, yeah, just had to learn and build great relationships over the years. And it, everything we kind of did was, I think was always about long-term though. Like we still have relationships today with, you know, community or, you know, people I got to work with back then, um, which I think has really helped us in, you know, today as we're growing really fast. So hmm. yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's um, crazy to look back at it, to be honest. So you said, um, when you moved to, at SKD from LKI, I guess I have a couple of questions about that. Like, like rebrands always interest me because I'm kind of like, it can't be easy. Like it can't be easy to move away from something that's become comfortable and that's become like familiar. And that is you like, there's a fear of like, Oh God, like I remember I changed my logo and I was like terrified that like, it's so stupid when you like, say it out yeah. loud or when you think about it after the fact but i was like oh what if nobody recognizes <laughs> like what if nobody knows what it is anymore and it's kind of like you're a fucking idiot it's actually clearer now than at start um <laughs> but like there is that thing of like it's like uh it's like a divorce or something where you're kind of like you kind of separate things you have to leave things behind and like you kind of nearly need to like i found anyway that i was i was 
filled with like angst about like, oh, what if it, this is wrong? Like, what if this is the wrong thing? And this is like nothing compared to like an actual physical brand that employs people and like that, you know, like pays mortgages and stuff like where you're kind of like, like, was there, was there angst? Was there like fear of like, what if this is a mistake? Like what, like maybe we should stick to what we know or like, you know, cause I guess I heard you talk about how it was that you were confused. You were afraid of confusing people with different logos and stuff. And that there was like two different names or two different logos. Um, but like the, I suppose the safe thing to do there is to revert and just be like, okay, forget about it. We'll just do LKI because that's what people know. So what, what was it that pushed you to be like a oh, fuck it will just change everything. Yeah. It's, I mean, I could talk about this for hours, so I'll try and do it in the short version because it's it's it was actually so many factors to it. Um, and I mean, in you know early days, I didn't know a lot about like a brand and and kind of like in terms of like we just did everything for everyone. So we would make life jackets, motocross gloves, socks. We would sell to so many different. We'd make some sportswear. We made some you know street. We made kind of everything that you know down to key rings and whatever kind of retailers wanted to buy from us, we would make because we really just wanted to have a job. Like I just, I just wanted it to be my career. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, but I didn't know that doing all those products took a lot of time, which then sold to all different retailers, which kind of segmented us into like a certain way as a brand. So I kind of pushed LKI down a, a brand avenue that was kind of a bit of everything to everyone. It was almost a bit confusing and Funny enough, our head of design now, uh, he, he started with me as a straight out of university and he's now our head of design, uh, Dylan. He actually designed this logo, LSKD, uh, back in 2015. And we started placing on the products around 2016. And it was funny. It was like, oh, it's mock-up looks really cool. Like we put the L LKI logo next to the LSKD logo. And our community started buying LSKD over LKI because eventually it was just LSKD on T's with a little LKI and that started out selling the LKI product. And then through that journey, I mean, I, I really started to, cause we were wholesale, we were developing product for what the whole, the retailers wanted. And I kind of got to the point when, you know, we, we really weren't trying to, back then it was like, oh, we'd love sportswear, but we didn't want to, we're like, it's a, you know, everyone does sportswear. Let's not, you know, we can't be a sportswear brand. But it was almost like it, it came rang true when I was like, let's develop products for our community and let's develop the best types in the world for our community and spend time on that. And through that transition period, we were, you know, we were in wholesale accounts. A lot of them were starting to make their own brands. So it wasn't doing that well. They were starting to decline with us in placing orders. And I started to see things changing in the market. And I was like, why do they keep doing this? Like we work so hard as a brand and support athletes events, but they just make their own products. So I kind of was in this, this weird like journey of like, and okay, well, like you said, like, I was like, holy shit, if I change this thing, it could go bad. But if I go out and get as much feedback as possible from product development to logo, and I literally was just grassroots, just going and asking our team. I was going asking athletes. I was going to ask the community. And I was just showing them both logos. I was like, which one do you like better? And they were like, LSKD. And I'm like, this ain't my decision. Like, I'm going to make this decision based on what the community wants. Like, I'm not, it's not Jason's, this is not Jason's decision. Everyone keeps pointing at LSKD. There's something special here. And uh, so, yeah, it, it got to the point where, you know, we, and we, we were, we was quite small then. And, and we actually didn't even have enough money to stop making 
like as in just, you know, go, okay, well, let's swap the product out. We still had LKI product out there in 2019 because we had to slowly transition the brand, but we changed our logo. We changed our website. We went to lskd.co. We couldn't even take .com because it was, you know, it was quite expensive. We own it now, but then it was like we, we couldn't even afford to pay for it. So we're like .co it is. Um, but it was all feedback from the, you know, from the community. And I think when we changed it, I just, I, I really, part of that journey was to rebuild our mission because I'm like, we need to stand for something. It was, you know, it was developed product for the athlete. And we developed this pair of leggings called the Reptype. And it's still our number one seller today. And we really spent time developing it off feedback, our own fabric, the rep fabric, and really wanted to create a product for, for the athlete, the everyday athlete, essentially, that they could train at a high performance, but it had a street aesthetic. And it was just kind of all came together. And 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 then we released our Reptype in 2019 in July, and it, and it, it sold out. And to be honest, we hadn't been able to keep up with stock since because the word of mouth grew and it was just really special. I mean, it was a risk and it was, I was really nervous. A lot of people doubted me um, doing it, but then when the team and, you know, we had about a team of 10 to 12 then were like, we got to do this. Like I believe in it too. It was this kind of beautiful thing that happened that the team believed in it. So it kind of became authentic and everyone was behind it as well. It wasn't like it was my decision. It was a group decision. Um, and we, and we really, part of that is I really wanted to rebuild our culture. I mean, I, I don't think we had the best culture, you know, coming from a job site environment, I had to learn a lot. I made a shit ton of mistakes. So part of that was like to rebuild our culture. We needed it. The, the mission of inspiring people to chase the vibe had to happen internally first before we bled it out externally. So we kind of just took these slow steps and, you know, it's like crawl, walk, run, you know, like we just took these steps and said like, let's just get to work. Like, let's slowly build this. When we're signing athletes, let's be very considered on the athletes we sign. They have to align to the mission and values. Like that's just as important, the relationship. Not that we didn't do that with LKI, but we were just kind of willing, kind of just sponsor everyone. And it was just all these learnings from LKI that we applied into LSKD are going, let's actually do this a little bit different. So it, it was a million things put together and a real deep thought process behind why we were doing it. And every time we did something, we were like, why are we doing it? Like, what's the why? Like, because if we want to build something that's bigger than ourselves and, you know, going to last for 50 plus years, that's really inspiring, you know, and, you know, you know, develop future CEOs. Let's like ask why about everything and really take it slow. And it's been really special to watch, to be honest. It, it, it honestly inspires me and, you know, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Like, wow, look what we've created and what's what's possible for our brand in the next, you know, 20, 30, 40 years globally if, you know, we stay true to our mission and values. And, and um, yeah, so it, it, it don't get me wrong, it was nerve-wracking. I just had my first child. So, you know, Hendrix was born in March 2018, and which was probably part of the shift too. I've become a dad and life's real now uh you know i've got someone that i have to put food on the table for um and then we changed the brand in september 2018 and you know there was tough periods I, like there was some weeks you know when being in, in in wholesale and with lki like i couldn't pay myself some weeks to, to make sure we paid the team like it was hard like there wasn't you know we you know we were we were a lot smaller you know making sure retailers paid you on time was hard there was weeks i didn't pay myself because I made sure the team was paid, but I was like, you know what, if we do this right with LSKD, this is going to be something special. And then that probably ties into, you know, I, our CFO who started a day a week in August, 2018, I had a government grant that paid for him to pay for half his bill because we couldn't afford him. And now he's, you know, he, he, you know, Matt, our CFO was amazing. So he got to be a part of that journey as well. unintentionally, who really 
kind of helped me learn a lot about, you know, what a P&L looks like, cash flow forecasting, planning, to make sure we can self-fund and grow the brand. So mm. all these little things kind of came together with a deep thought process that allowed me to learn more. But knowing that I didn't know everything, you know, we had an amazing team that, you know, they had great ideas that we implemented as well. So it just, you know, I stopped thinking I needed to know everything through it and just started listening to, you know, the team and getting their feedback. And I was probably a bit too passionate. So I was just stuck in my own head sometimes. So yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was crazy. It's crazy to look back. Like it was only three years ago, really. Like it's four years, September, but, you know, we started growing quite quickly pre-COVID actually. So yeah, it's been about three years, um, <coughs> which is really inspiring. You know, it is, it's crazy. I'm uh, very thankful. Um, how many, so you said that you had two, uh, two and a half uh, team members and then you had like 10 or 12. How many is there now, do you know? I think it's about, we're, we're, we're over 100 with our casual team. It's about 67 wow. full-time team members now. That's um, crazy. Yeah. yeah, so, and we fulfill all our orders from our HQ in our fulfillment center. So we have about a 3,000 square meter um, fulfillment center that we, you know, we built what, out. All what about like global, like, because obviously now with, you know, you've signed like, say, Matt DeLugos and like, Annika Greer and Khan and like there's obviously there's a there's a an American market there that needs to be considered and there's like obviously there's like a huge Irish market um I've mentioned how big the country is um but are you is that is that putting pressure on you to or do you already have like say fulfillment centers in other continents as well or is it, it will you be able to do all of that from Australia yeah so for the moment we're still shipping from Australia um at the moment and focus more on building the brand but we will eventually you know, have a fulfillment center in the US, uh, whether we 3PL. But for the moment, we've kind of keep it as simple as possible. Um, it, you know, while we build the community and the brand and, and we have a small, we have a team, of, we have a team of three in the US now based out of San Diego. We have a van, um, that, you know, we have this uh, Mercedes Sprinter van that's like decked out like a store that goes around the gyms and events. And yeah, it's super cool. So, you know, we're going to Zello Games in in November uh, with the van, and I actually won't make it, but the team will. Brad and and uh, Ellie will be there, and so we have a team over there now, actually building the community. So, but knowing America is so big, it's like we've got to really build the community and share the story, yeah. and, and you know, it's going to take time. And you know, that's to me, it's you know, it's realizing what we did here. We got to, you know, we want to do the same thing, but we have to learn as well. So. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to keep it simple, but I, I'm excited. I've been I've been over there twice already in the last six months, and and uh, it's uh, I'll probably be over there a lot more. I'm hopefully moving over there maybe in July next year with the family for a few months oh. and work in San Diego. And yeah, so it's cool. We you know and we have a great team here, so it's just you know just trying to be over there as much as possible to build the community as well. Mm. Um, you talked about so like Chase the vibe is kind of the 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 short form of the motto i suppose of the company like that's 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 what the the belief system is based around i guess um i was curious like when you pick um so like my, my first experience of the brand was through can so i saw can wearing a jumper and i was like oh that's a cool jumper and then i was like i bought the jumper kind of to support can because he was like oh i've signed up and i was like i have never heard of this brand before i've never heard of them in crossfit so i was like in my head, I was like, I'll buy a jumper. And then 
that will support their venture into CrossFit and support Can, and then everything would be successful right. with this one with this one purchase. Um, but that. I had never I had I had never heard of it before. I'd never like seen it before, and I guess that's the purpose of picking someone. Like that's the purpose of say Can is on the one hand you get to support him and help him do what he's trying to do and achieve what he's trying to achieve but on the other hand it gets people like me who otherwise would never have had the experience of the brand to be like oh what's this like that's what you want is the curiosity of people to be like oh what's this and to go and look and then hopefully it resonates with them and then they become a member of your community or, or a, at, at the very least a customer um yeah how do you pick like how do you pick like say so the three that I know of so far are like Can, Matt, and Annika uh, have been like announced or whatever as like LSKD uh, athletes. But how how do you pick? Like, what do you look for, or how do you how do you decide what it is that you want? Because obviously, it's 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 difficult to embody that. It's difficult to embody the, the mission of a company when you haven't been previously aligned with them. So like, what is it in, in those people that you saw or that, that you yeah, liked? I mean, if it's, if I think like CrossFit community, I mean, we, I mean, I've, my buddies have a box at his house. I used to train, do Murph every year. Like I've been a part of that community a fair bit back in Australia. So, and we, you know, we worked with a lot of local CrossFit boxes. Um, you know, EXF is around the corner. Urban is just up the road. They're both at the games. They come and train in our gym so when, when it kind of started, you know, from a Khan, say Khan perspective, it was really authentic. And if I look at Khan, we actually got on a call with him. Uh, I think it was kind of the time difference because it was like the timing difference was similar time. So it was either, I think it was either late in the afternoon for us to get his timing right. Or it was like seven o'clock at night, our time. Mm. And we all got on a call with Khan. And, and to be honest, just wanted to learn about him and his story. You know, I, I, it wasn't like, hey, can you post this on Instagram? It was more like, Hey, we want to find athletes that align to our mission and values and, and share our brand story and, and, you know, who we are as a brand, share our mission, share our values. We, you know, we, we talk more about the brand itself over what we want to do as a brand, because I think that's really important and engage with the athlete if they, you know, if they like it, because I think it's got to be that synergy together that if they like what we're doing and what we're, you know, trying to create something bigger than ourselves, then you can tell there's that synergy there. And then I think there's obviously the aesthetic side where, you know, Khan is just, I mean, I, I actually, the first time I met Khan on Zoom and then I met him at the games, he actually was picking up his girlfriend at the airport. And I'm like, that's how we met him. So he drove us to our car. We actually didn't catch up when we got to the game. So it was quite funny and, and he's a legend. And, and it, it, you just, the synergies were there. And I think that's the same, um, you know, with Annika. And I actually haven't met Matt yet. Ludos. like I actually haven't met him yet the team has so we work so hard behind the scenes on like the the ethos of our brand I don't you know I don't actually get to meet them all and I, that's part of the goal is I want to meet them all and I think because I know that it's so important as a brand but I think it's 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 I don't know there's that synergy there and then our product with sportswear with a street aesthetic and to be honest we don't force it like we'll build the relationship first we may even gift an athlete see what they think of the product you know I don't for us, it's not, I'd, you know, working with so many athletes in the early days in say 2008, nine and 10 and working with pro motocross athletes. And, you know, we didn't have any money back then. Like, you know, we were able to sponsor one of the best in Australia it was a real relationship. You know, yeah. when we sponsored that athlete, they really liked what we were doing. And I got to learn a lot from that, that it was really important to have a relationship with them. And, 
And then to the point of like, how do we help them on their journey? You know, how do we share their story? You know, Khan's, you know, when he gets back to Australia, we're sending him on like a lift and learn tour to go around and share, you know, not only throw down sessions and lift and learn, but also talk about mental health and, you know, go to different, go to different, um, you know, CrossFit boxes to talk about that. And, you know, we want to help build Khan's brand just as much as Khan's helping build our community mm. and brand. So, yeah, I think it, there's a lot of thought that goes behind it, but I think there's got to be that synergy that you can really feel together. Like, it, it, I, think, I think it's really important. Um, it's a hard thing to explain, to be honest, because it's every 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 athlete's different and how do you support them on their journey? I think yeah. it's really important. But I think sure that's that the, that the fact that it is difficult to explain is good because I think there's some... Um, sometimes you see so the, the 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 brand i think that you guys most align with is rad like the the footwear company ben's company i met um, ben and thanks he's a legend he's, he's a really cool guy fantastic he's fantastic um but he like picked laura and danielle and i've heard danielle talk about how he essentially had a powerpoint on his phone to show her like why she should work with them like what like what they can do for her and what like what the purpose of what they're doing and everything else and I was like wow that's really cool like because I guess when you're when you're a brand the easy thing to do is be like right who's the most successful or who's the most famous or who's and then you just pick that person and then and you see that with other brands where there's kind of no I guess cohesion of you can there's no there's no thread like you can't apart from like successful athletes there's no thread running through the people that they have but the fact that it's difficult for you to explain how you've picked who you've picked is testament to the fact that the way that you're picking the people that you've picked is good is the right way to do it and even when you look at like so I've interviewed the three of them I'm uh I consider my friend myself friends with Khan. I don't know if he would, but I would. Um, and like Matt, me too. I don't know if he'd be that. Yeah, so don't he's worry. probably he's probably like Jason and Peter. Who? Whereas we're like, oh yeah, we're mates. We go way back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like and Matt, like uh, Matt is just like he's great. He's so good. Like he's uh, he's such a good guy. Like he's yeah, so I, good. I actually can't wait to meet him. To be honest, the team's been working with him. Yeah, like that's one of my favorite interviews I think I've ever done is with him. I just like he's so he's such a nice guy. Um but when you and when he was announced, well, like I saw him starting to get some stuff and I was like, "Oh, hello." I was like, he, like is he going to is he going to become an LSKD athlete?" Um but like to the outside observer, you look at Can and you look at the brand and you think, yeah, makes sense. Like Can's very well known in the sport. He's like, he's very well known on online. And you look at Matt and when he's announced, and this is no disrespect to Matt, but when he's announced, you're kind of like, oh, like it's a bit, it's out of left field as far as like really well-known athletes go. But then straight away, you're like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like there's no like, oh, that's weird. It's, it's, a, it's a surprise. It's a pleasant surprise that he's, part of lskd but it also makes immediate sense and the same with annika it's more left field like there's more mainstream people you could pick but the people that you've picked straight away you're like that makes absolute sense like how did i not see that link before it was announced like it's an obvious choice but i think it's just great that you're picking people that aren't uh, maybe haven't been afforded the opportunities yet that some of the bigger athletes that you could have picked that you could have just said like 
oh, let's look at the top 10 and just throw a dart and be like, fuck it, yeah. this person will do. They're famous. They're good at sports. They're going to yeah, be in the top, whatever. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's a great way of doing it. And I think that the fact that you're struggling to nail down a, a, a formula for it speaks volumes about the fact that it is an organic process and not just a, you know, that there's someone looking on Instagram being like, hey, these have 200,000 followers. We just pick them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it is. It's, and I, and I think that's what makes it special for long term. I think if, you know, because for us to, you know, you know, I'm not going to say like I'm, I, I'm actually personally learning the CrossFit community to another level as well. And maybe not to be at the games and experience that and meet so many different managers and athletes it was just a, a very cool experience just being a part of that and just sitting in the stands watching. And I think for, for us as a brand, we want to build into the community. We don't, it, for us, it's a, it takes time, you know, you got to build trust with the community, you got to build into it. It's not about signing every athlete. Do you know, I think, I think it's, and it's getting the right ones. And as you said, to articulate it, it's tough. And we want, you know, we want to sign athletes that we can help story tell them, but they're also doing the same thing. And yeah, it is, it, it, it's a tough one. And I appreciate you saying that because it is hard to articulate because we talk about it a lot in the office and, you know, it's something we're constantly talking about because it's, you know, we're so passionate about, you know, thinking of it really long-term too. It's not something we want to just, like you said, it's like, get, grab them, cool, but whatever happens in a year, don't worry about it. It's, yeah. you know, and and, and we've, and, and don't get me wrong, like we've made mistakes before, like we're, but when you do make mistakes, you just get better and learn and go, hang on, why would we do that? I didn't realize that. Okay, cool. Like let's, you know, let's, let's see where we went wrong. If we, you know, if we made a mistake and not just even from an athlete's perspective, you know, cause this has been a LKI days. We, I was able to sponsor athletes as well, but you get to learn and even in business aspects, you know, we make mistakes, mm. you know, on the day to day of things go wrong with, you know, certain shipment or product or, you know, things happen. You spell something wrong, you know, you, you spell an EDM wrong. Like that happens. Well, we learn from that, you know, we're human and, and, you know, we, you know, we let our community know we're sorry and we've learned, you know, we're, we're learning too. So yeah, it is, it, it, it is a special thing. And I mean, it, it, and, and I'm actually super excited to like see where we can grow with the CrossFit community, but it's yeah. not about just what you said, just, you know, Hey, we, who knows in the future, we might have a, you know, top, top 10, top five athlete, but at the same time, it's not something I think you can rush. I think it takes yeah. time. Um, well, it's more it's more enjoyable as well if Matt becomes a top five athlete rather than he's a top oh, five yeah. athlete. And then you approach him. It's more, yeah, you're you're in on the you ground. Help level. Develop him. Yeah, who knows? Um, I might go next year. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think if he does, if he does, I think he'd do pretty good. Uh, if he does, from what I've heard, um, is there? Uh, have you other irons in the fire? Are you like? Is there other athletes or other people that you're kind of like? courting or or <laughs> i don't know what the phrase you use to describe it oh, oh yeah you got any suggestions uh i do have i've I, yeah i do have one um maybe i'll tell you off air uh, yeah, I, do, I do actually <laughs> I'll have put one. you on the spot i'll just put you on the spot. there is a couple but i'll just put you on the spot uh, um uh i'll tell you off air i'll tell you i'll tell you off air who i'm thinking sort of of. Well, yeah there is i mean and, and and to be honest we're learning and i mean even just being able to go to the crossfit games and be a part of it and yeah. learn and watch like watch different athletes i mean i was probably more inspired i actually i've actually come back and trained like in the gym even harder from since coming back from there because i'm like man it was, that, that was, it was so sick yeah it's um, crazy. 
Yeah, and um, I'm actually going to go train at EXF. They, the EXF, they got 12. I think I got 12 of the games uh, in team event. They're actually their gym is not far from my house, so yeah, I'm actually going to go join Moses uh, and his team and go train with them as well. Okay. So yeah, and you've got yeah. Uh, Brandon is doing like he's doing his dad hours. He's doing like a little uh, Father's Day. So he's doing like a Father's Day giveaway. Um, yeah yeah guys... he comes in here and uh films in our gym uh he was here a couple of saturdays ago i just missed him i had to go help with the kids yeah. but he came in at, um two o'clock one afternoon was filming he's been meaning to come in and do a session um actually do a session like with the team mm. but he's just got to work out because obviously he's firefighting now so he has to work out like yeah, timing, he's, he's but... busy he's busy being a hero um yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but he's yeah. he's he's a good guy it's like it's crazy the the pedigree that's in your local area is crazy. I'm just oh, like, well, James Newbury was moved to the Gold Coast and we're going to meant to go training. Like he was going to, I was in America and he's like, wanted to come catch up at the office. We'll go training, like go for a run together. Cause he obviously yeah. getting a lot more into that side of things. But uh, I was like, Oh, I'm actually at the games. Well, you're, well, you're <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. Gold Coast. he's not far from our office either. So he's, we, we, we're actually starting a run club in the Gold Coast, uh, Ellis Kitty run club every fortnight. And actually, uh, James going to come along for a run. So that's good. Yeah, it is crazy the caliber of athletes around here in the sport hmm. um is it difficult with uh like balancing different sports uh or different like i guess avenues of physical fitness because i know like say people who don't do or don't like crossfit kind of turn their nose up at it and the same can be said for people who do crossfit and then look at like say functional fitness and be like oh, why don't you just do cross-? you know like that there's kind of a there's kind of like a there's an overarching thing of people are just happy to be active but there is in within that there's little splits of like you know like tutting or eye rolling or whatever towards different things is that something that you've uh experienced or is it something that you've managed to avoid like say say when you announce a crossfit athlete is there a pushback or when you announce an f45 athlete is there a pushback no there wasn't actually there was more and to be honest like no. And I, and I think like for us, like, you know, you could say we're really into the functional fitness community and, you know, whether, you know, you have CrossFit and there's the crossover of like all different functional fitness community gyms. And then you've got like turf games, you know, we're going to be at turf games in, on the Gold Coast coming up. And, and I know CrossFit athletes go to turf games, um, but I don't think so. And I mean, I mean, I think we just got to stay true to our mission and values. Mm. And, and at the end of the day, it's about inspiring, trying to inspire our community to chase the vibe. I don't, I think like, if we if we, if that happens, I just like well, you know, I I don't I don't think we try to worry about it too much because they may not be a part of our community. I think that I think that you know, sports are becoming so diverse now, and I think I personally believe functional fitness is you know is still growing, and that includes CrossFit as well. Um, just in an opinion, and I think that you know athletes today like. If you did a certain sport, you still do other sports as well within mm-hmm. that. And I think it's like, you know, it's like CrossFit. Like, I love that they you know, I read that hundred. Well, you know, when you read the hundred words of, mm-hmm. you know, fitness that CrossFit puts up, it's like cycle, you know, swim, run, lift, yeah. like weights. Like it's everything. Like the lunchtime session we did had snatches in it today. You know, yeah, but it was a functional fitness workout. Like it had, you know, with chin ups, and it was like two 12 minute stations with like 80 reps of each. Like it was a, it was a tough 24 minute session. Like, 
So I think, and, and, you know, we have cross, we have a, we have a, uh, one of our girls here, Bronte, who does CrossFit and uh, she's training for down under, but she's also doing, she's also doing turf games and then she'll also run a marathon. So like, you yeah. know, Vikey ran a marathon as well. Like, I think it's like, I feel like the community's multidiscipline. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and I, I think it's more around how do we inspire our community to chase the vibe. So I hope I made sense with that, but no, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Multi-discipline sport happening now. And I don't think we, you know, we, we just make sure we stay true to the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually finish with a quick fire and I've kind of changed it a little bit for you. Um, <laughs> so it's not as quick, a quick fire. Um, what's your, what's your favorite LSKD product? Oh, uh, if I, I mean, interesting one, the rep shorts. I mean, I love the rep shorts, uh, massive fan, but we're starting to bring a lot more new products. Like we've been spending a lot of time on other products like that we've been working on, but I would say the rep shorts. Okay. Um, Are they the ones yeah. with the two zips with, like with the two yeah. pockets Yeah, with the, in a mesh gusset? And, yeah. yeah. So I, I got a pair of them and I was like, Honestly, was so confused for I'd like too long, like at least four minutes, which is too long. It should have taken like twenty seconds. But I had my car keys. I put my car keys in my pocket, and then I put my hand in my pocket to take out my car keys. And I was like, "Where the fuck are my car keys?" And then I was like, "I can feel them, but I can't touch them." I was like, "I don't understand what's happening." I was like, "Then I was put my hand in my other pocket, the other side, and I was like, "No, they're definitely in this pocket, and I can feel the outline of the key. But why can't I physically touch the key? What's happening?" And it was only then like three days after I got the shorts that I realized that there was a second pocket, that there was like two pockets. Oh, you the there's a, there's a pocket at the back. No, it's like in my hip pocket. There's like two pockets directly beside each other. So I can put my hand in my pocket like normal. Oh, but then there's a zip yeah, you, pocket in front of that pocket that I didn't know yeah, was there. You got the comp shots. Oh. There's, a second, there's a second pocket there. Yeah, we Man, have a zip so training. Oh, like it's genius. I was like, this is so fucking clever. But I was like, it has taken me way too long to figure out. Like I was holding my key in my pocket, but I was like, why can't I touch it? What's happening? That I was like, yeah, has it yeah. fall? Is there a hole in the pocket? I just couldn't yeah. even get it. Yeah. Um, they're yeah, they're probably they're probably my favorite thing that I have is the that that was just I was like, this is just genius that you can just put like loose change in your nobody has changed anymore but you can put whatever in your pocket and zip it up and it's just fine instead of like doing sit-ups and your keys are falling out or whatever um yeah i mean i, I run sometimes with, like if i'm by myself and i'll have my phone in my pocket and yeah. airpods in and i run with my phone in my pocket and yeah i can zip it up and nowhere fall out like you don't always i don't always run with my phone but mm. or tr- you know i don't normally train with it because if i'm in the gym but yeah and i mean we're starting to you know we spend a lot of time on fabrics and fit and you're making sure it's developed for like high performance but you can also yeah. wear it so I, I mean i wear them to the office almost every day rep shorts yeah. as well i wear it to the office but i'll train in it like it's a kind of yeah you know, well, like i'm i'm a teacher and i know that oh like okay i won't wear the shorts to work but like all the stuff i've been sent i'd easily just wear it. you know what i mean like that's that's a nice it's a nice mix of like you're not gonna it, people aren't gonna be like oh why is he wearing gym gear at work like i could but it, I could easily just wear the LSKD stuff and it would just be like a t-shirt. It's not, but I could also simultaneously wear it to the gym, which is nice. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. nice, nice blend. I love hearing that. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, okay. Product that you'd love to make. And that we currently make. No, that you would love to make. 
So maybe like, okay, let's look, you make like hats, you make t-shirts, you make sweatshirts, you make shorts, you make leggings, sports bras. Um, is there something out there that you'd be like, oh, that like maybe it'd be a reach now, but like somewhere down the line, like a different thing you'd like to venture into? Yeah, I don't think it's something I'd love to make. I think it's constantly improving um, as we develop like more and more new fabrics for our community that will like be other styles. So something I'm kind of really excited about is like, we're you know, with new fabrications we've got coming out of women's leggings and men's shorts and our developments of bras and that's, and I'm like, it's probably not so much it's we are kind of developing that. Like we don't want to go off and make shoes, you know, like we, you know, really stay focused on our like, products with women's leggings, men's shorts, you know, our street styles. And, you know, we're working on our jacketing as well, again, for next winter. Um, so, yeah, I probably would say it's more like just keep getting better and keep taking feedback to get better at our, like, products. And we're developing quite a few new fits at the moment uh, for 2023, which is super exciting. So, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, learning from LKI days is I just kind of got excited and made everything, even down to a life test, you know, and I'm like, okay, we're not doing that, like, Let's like focus on product for our community, but you know, to say people are like you're gonna make shoes, and I'm like, no, 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 like we don't, we don't want to make shoes. Like that's a that's a whole category that, you know, we don't, you know, let's let's stay focused on sportswear, like try and be the best yeah. for our community there. So, yeah, it's a tough one to answer because I don't think so right now. Um. Okay, your proudest moment um, as the owner of the company. Oh. I, I would say seeing the transition from LK out LSKD and, and, and seeing what's happening with our brand and our team and, you know, the mission and the values and what we're creating, I think it's, you know, it's been, a, it's been, yeah, I've been very proud to watch what we're creating. Uh, most difficult. Um, I mean, there's a lot difficult, difficult moments. Um, I think sometimes, you know, the journey can get quite lonely sometimes, it, you know, because you're constantly trying to be 1% better. I, don't, I mean, yeah, it's a tough one. There's a lot. I mean, probably when we were going through the transition of LKI to LSKD, I had a, like a lot of deep thought behind the why and a lot of books and try to understand. And it was, you know, it was a, quite a tough period because like you said, it didn't know if we were if we didn't know if it was going to work, you know, it was like, wow, we're going to change this whole thing. So I think that would be probably some of the most difficult times that I yeah. went through, but also some of the most proudest times. But even like having a kid as well, like fucking hell, I can't imagine <laughs> making like a massive change. And then like, there's also massive changes at home. Like usually one is like respite for the other. Like if it's, if work is really stressful, you go home and it's calm or if, there's big change at home. You go to work and you're away from the change or whatever. So like you were, yeah, you just burn it at both ends. Um, well, listen, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, oh, it's, thank it's you. Been great, it's been great to chat to you. I think I like, I'm, I admire the brand so much. I think, like I say, the athletes that you've picked, like just purely from a CrossFit perspective, the athletes that you've picked are like, they're so deserving of the support that they're getting and it's great to see. And I think it tells you all you need to know about the brand, the people that have been picked as well. I think it's like, like I say, you see a person, you're like, that makes total sense. Um, so yeah, keep, keep, uh, pushing ahead. And I look forward to seeing more and more of you, um, around at all the different events. And I'm actually going to Waterloo's as well. So I, I get to see. Wow. You. Hopefully we're hanging out at the booth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be <laughs> yeah. cool. No, thank um, you. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I'm stoked to be on the show. So.